Welcome to Buzzwords, your loosely professional marketing podcast. Drinking is encouraged. As always, please do so responsibly. Stay tuned for Midwestern niceties and HR disapproved banter. Find the button. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Do you want to go and play? I don't know how the words. Um, anyway. Hello and welcome to Buzzed Words. I'm Kelly. And I'm McKenna. And we have a murdery story for you today. Woo! Marketing and murder. Marketing and murder. My two favorite M's. So... <laughs> A little bit, a little bit marketing, mostly on the PR side of things for our PR folks today. And for those who are not even sure what PR is, it is public relations. Hello. Hi, friends. Hello. Welcome. So if you're in PR, especially, I, I hope you know about the story. But weirdly enough, a lot of people that didn't live through it don't really know a lot about it, may not even know it happened, um, which really speaks to how good their you know, communications were during this crazy crisis, the Tylenol murders of the 80s. So there were a bunch of people that died from taking Tylenol because they were poisoned with cyanide. (laughs) That's scary. So, and it actually resulted in something that a lot of us take for granted today, Um, but we'll get to it. So in 82, Wow, I just forgot the year really quick. Um, Yeah, so it was was 82. And this was just massive news everywhere. So there were a bunch of people that died in the Chicago area of the Chicago suburbs. Um, And it basically was found out that that they had all taken Tylenol from poisoned bottles. Um, They did some research, realized that it wasn't done at a manufacturer level, um, but it was done at a couple stores in the greater Chicago area. They had um, been tampered with. They had been tampered with. How rude. So... Like that takes rude to a different level. So, um, but the news just took off with this story because it, it of, of course, but it was just particularly um, just dark. And one, one article that I found on this um, from PR Week, they, <laughs> this is a quote from their article. The three broadcast news networks uh, led with the Tylenol story on the first day of the crisis. And CBS's opening line was, quote, News voice. When 12-year-old Mary Kellerman of Elk Grove Village, Illinois, awoke at dawn with cold symptoms, her parents gave her one extra-strength Tylenol and sent her back to bed. Little did they know, they would wake up at 7 a.m. to find their daughter dying on the bathroom floor. Ah. That's, in, that's intense journalism. That's pretty intense. I just... That's just dark. That is just dark. And then it says, it goes on to say, the print media waited with equally damaging headlines. Time Magazine said, poison madness in the Midwest. And the Washington Post said, Tylenol, killer or cure? It's like clickbait before clicks were a thing. What is it? Sensational, (laughs) sensational headlines. Not that that's not serious uh, situation, but... But yeah, those those are just incredible headlines, like yeah. just the most dramatic thing I've ever I, like I get it. It's super dramatic, but whew. so anyway, there are a lot. Uh, 
they there was there was a whole I can't remember exactly how many people died um, in the area I should have a note on that but I don't because I'm a terrible person so um, it said throughout the crisis that over a hundred thousand separate news stories ran in the newspapers um, hundreds of hours of TV time and it said a post-crisis study by Johnson and Johnson said that over 90 percent of the American population had heard the story within the first week of the crisis and that is another quote from PR week because I did not do my homework very well um, Seven people. Seven people, yes. Seven so, people total. It's a whole bunch of people, and there were a handful of kids. So, of course, as soon as you get kids and in there, three, people are like, Three people Ooh. were related. Three people from one family. Yes. So, yeah. really terrible. Um, but at the time that all of this was happening you know, PR crisis, communications management, all of that, like some of the huge brands were starting to implement things like that. But Johnson Johnson, even at its size at that point, didn't have a crisis management plan, which is just crazy to think of, especially today. Uh, So they obviously do now. They learned their lesson, but they had a chairman at the time. His name was James Burke. um, And I believe he passed away a couple of years ago. And there was a lot of, um, uh, stuff that I saw when I was researching this, that people were were kind of celebrating his life when when it came out that he died because he had made such a large impact on Johnson and Johnson, but even just like the whole industry and honestly the whole world um, with the way he reacted to all of this. Um, they had a kind of moral founding principle of Johnson and Johnson that was like, we, we care about things beyond the, just the sales and the profit of everything. They didn't want to be just like a corporate machine. They wanted to care about the people that they were giving their, they're selling their products to. So Mm -hmm. they, they were really focused on how do we protect the public um, first and foremost, and then also how do we protect ourselves as a brand um, to hopefully not run us into the ground at this point? Because, I mean, I can only imagine being a part of that crisis communication team that he, he put together like a seven person team, but it's kind of like, okay, are we all going to have jobs in six months? (laughs) Or are we just going to run one of the largest companies into the ground? Um, So he he personally handled a lot of the the crisis communication, which is really important for any brand to, to do. Like, don't just send out some rando, send someone that people are going to recognize and understand has a lot of power in that, in that business. Incredibility. Um, Exactly. So he came out and, and made it very clear that the company was being, you know, helpful with the police and the investigation and that they were putting the public's health first and foremost. Um, so they, they, it worked like the, the negative feelings around the brand and around everything that was happening really stopped, um, you know, escalating and snowballing just a couple weeks into this response, which is insane. They had seven people just die out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And at that point, no one had even been convicted or, found so like the fact that no one had been quote-unquote brought to justice at this yeah. point but the public is already coming back and saying like oh okay, okay. that's great like, we trust you yeah. but I think another really important piece to that is um as I had mentioned at the top of the episode this resulted in one of the things that we kind of now take for granted but within six weeks and this is again thanks to PR week, but within six weeks, the company had designed it, designed it, reading is hard, designed the first triple lock tamper resistant container. So we're used to that now, but prior Mm -hmm. to this, 
and I was not alive in the eighties, so I couldn't tell you, but they, you know, you would go to the store and you would grab, you know, an Advil bottle, a Tylenol bottle, whatever. And you could just open it. You could just open it. And then there was a little layer of cotton. I'm going to say you could just a layer of cotton to keep it all. Just pull that shit out. You're good. So like, especially with these capsules. Yeah. To think of like wild like now like, it's just maybe that's just because we well clearly we did because that happened before either of us were born that we just like that's just so normal for us to be and it makes sense right. well yeah why wouldn't you why yeah. wouldn't you put safety measures on stuff like that because people can tamper with it yeah even if it's not as malicious as that like people could just open it and take pills put out some of laxative it. laxative fiber in there <laughs> instead like yeah. take something for a headache and then next thing you know you're on the on the potty for like six hours. You never know. You never know. You never know. Oh crap. Oh crap. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> funny. Like oh, it, crap. it's also awful that it took such a, we see that in, everywhere though. Right. Like that's why we take our shoes off at airports. Like it sucks at a tragedy. Has One to. guy sucks at a shoe bomb. And now I have to take my shoes <laughs> off every single time. They're flip flops, sir. <laughs> they're flip flops. They're leather flip flops. They're the size. They're the, they're the thickness of basically a, a yeah. thick sheet of cardboard. Like, Anyway, anyway, yes, but it's, it's, uh, it is wild though. I mean, it's like, uh, it kind of goes with the whole, like, I mean, everybody that I think grew up in the eighties, like that were, you know, the latchkey kids and stuff. I was, that was before my time even, but like, like people talk about it's, it's just like the, the public, the, the understanding of public safety in in those, you know, times, like that was before nine 11, especially like young kids at this point, like the Gen Zers, like they don't even remember a time before 9-11. Like I can remember things that happened before 9-11 and like how things used to be like taking, you know, someone to the airport or things like that. But like they're, they don't even remember that. So like for, that's kind of how it is for us looking at this. Um, whereas like with them, it's like, of course you have to take your shoes off at the airport yeah. <laughs> or like, of course well, you have even, to go through crazy. Even x-rays. before the, I mean, even before this, the, child safety caps were invented Mm -hmm. in 1967 Mm -hmm. um for the exact reason of what they're called because children were cracking into things and obviously that was a problem and so like well now child safety locks on tide pods thanks gen z (laughs) (laughs) that was not millennials everyone likes to blame us us. it's not us we're in our 30s now we were not eating tide pods (laughs) we were not eating tide pods they were like 14 leave us alone leave us yeah. out of it like we didn't the do that worst shit we did the worst we did was drink water out of a garden hose and put glue on our fingers and then like went like this to get it off like we mm. were like you know Ooh, that and like, wasted a thing. bunch of uh, a bunch of liquid glue like on the top of our art uh supply boxes yeah. and yeah. then like did it with markers so you could like make yeah. your own like little like yeah. book bookmarks mm. we were not eat that. tide pods were not us no but thank you for putting child resistant stuff on them that yeah, sometimes i need help getting undone exactly. because it's a lot so exactly. i appreciate it correct so anyway so anyway yeah so that's why we have we have like you know triple lock tamper resistant all of that stuff because prior to this people didn't even fathom like that that could be a thing but like you know if you've that's, ever taken yeah. like uh just one of those capsule pills apart to like take the stuff out of it like whether it's like oh i have a probiotic and i'm gonna put it in a smoothie or like whatever mm-hmm. it, this shit is so easy to just put back together just like boop. anyway i do think the the, the laxative idea is a good idea though it's like that, to oh, make your for, enemies shit for for legal reasons that's a joke uh but yeah 
you should probably get an attorney if this podcast takes off. I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, that's certainly funnier. What movie? Oh, the other, the other woman we're off on a tangent now, but that's what we do. If you're listening to the podcast, there, there are lots of, in cinema, this happens a lot, but the other woman I think specifically was pretty hilarious with Cameron Diaz and mm-hmm. uh, Judd Apatow's wife that I can't remember. I'm so sorry. Cause she is a, celebrity and success in her own right but uh yeah the husband's cheating on her the guy from game of thrones cheating on her so cameron diaz puts laxative in his whiskey and then he shits himself in the bathroom and he gives someone money to go get him pants and they just took his money oh i love that but he deserved it because he's actually gross and a liar just to continue this tangent um and bringing in like he just pooped himself (laughs) He was fine. Um, I saw an article about a TikToker that uh, her boyfriend was, she found out her boyfriend was cheating on her. So she went to his house and brought like six canisters of glitter. Oh, I was going to say it's the glitter one, isn't it? Yep. And she just glittered his whole house. And I love that level did they of petty. Do, did she do, not that I like part twos, because I feel like I should just get it all out on videos. Yeah. Did she do a part two to that? I saw the glare one pop up. I didn't, I wasn't even, I was reading an article about it because I'm not even That's, that hip. That, I didn't see it on oh, TikTok. I saw, I, I saw it. I saw it on TikTok. Well, they had it linked. So I saw, I saw yeah. it, but I didn't see it, it on TikTok. It was in my For You page. And it was, yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like that's, I mean, I've been cheated on and I didn't do anything. I should have. Glitter would have been funny. Glitter, glitter is just like, the funniest. And she like didn't put it just, in his shoes. Yeah. Glitter is like just enough. It's like. It doesn't it ruin doesn't, anything. It doesn't ruin anything. Except your life. Is a pain in the ass to clean up. Yep. The only thing I was bitter about in that little video is when she like threw it into one of the rooms. It got into a, a pet dish, like a dog dish. I'm like, okay. What, oh, okay. Yeah. No. Do? You clean that yeah. up right now. Yeah. Go fix that. But the guy's shoes. Yeah. Everywhere. So yeah. In the bed. Up. In pillowcases. Like. <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to Tylenol. Back to Tylenol. So anyway, who, so long story short, it worked really well, right? So they, they had the crisis communications um, plan. The crisis communications plan. Not the yes. Tylenol thing. Not the Tylenol. The Tylenol didn't work at all. I mean, it mm. did like at pain really when you're no. dead, you I supposedly no. can't feel pain. No. Anyway. Ooh. crisis communications plan. we'll edit that part out crisis communication plan <laughs> worked really well for them they were able to react and respond quickly and promptly and turn things around correct yes so they also um you know in the spring after all of this happened they launched a massive marketing campaign um they basically put their put a bunch of ads out with two dollars and fifty cent coupons um and all of the that's a big coupon especially for the 80s and in like the biggest newspapers so that probably cost a pretty penny for those placements but Mm -hmm. um they also knew that just the general public wasn't the only people that needed to get back on board with the brand Mm -hmm. um so they were also targeting doctor's offices offices hospitals pharmacies all of that so sent a bunch of Johnson Johnson salespeople out. Influencer marketing before it was influencer marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> brand, exactly. Not really, it's more like brand advocates, but yeah. potato, potato. Yeah, exactly. So they were basically hoping that they could get doctors back on board with <laughs> recommending Tylenol. Um, mm-hmm. But by December of the next year, so 
this is 13 months, 13, 14 months after all of this start, stuff happened. Um, by December, they had regained 24% of the over-the-counter painkiller market share. In two months, oh, I'm sorry, not even. Um, I was thinking that that was a full year, but it, it cause it was in September. So this is still an 82. Um, so this is, this is two months, which is insane. Um, so they said in two months, Tylenol had made it full circle from a trusted pain medication to a cold hearted killer. And finally back to America's favorite analgesic. <laughs> and that is from, uh, communique PR. Uh, they had a lovely little article on it, but, um, yeah. So two months they had already regained 24% of the market share. Um, and I, I remember reading, I don't remember where it is in my notes, but they had basically regained all of its, everything that it had lost plus some by the next year. So they just killed it. I mean, killing it is kind of a bad way to put it. Anyway. No, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry for anyone listening that knows this or was triggered by it. It's just jokes. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely don't listen to this podcast if you're yeah. easily offended, just in general. This story is um, insane, and we have sympathy for it. We we know who we are. Um, so, yeah, so they, it's just, you know, a wild story, something that I didn't really know. Okay, my dog Did is listening. Did they catch the guy? I don't think they ever caught the guy. No, right? so that is a, yeah, good good point. Um, when I was doing research about it, there, I was kind of confused about this part in particular, because basically there was a guy that had um, admitted to everything. He like, he was like, I did it. And then they arrested him. And I, but I don't know if he was ever, con- I don't think he was ever convicted of anything because I read that he had been like, he had, even though he admitted they never put, had any yeah. like specific evidence that connected him. Like they didn't find anything that would like physically connect him to it. Yeah. So he didn't get convicted of anything. And Tylenol's so reward of like a hundred thousand dollars, um, to like catch the person it was never claimed so it's insane yeah I just I just double I just double checked and it was so it was, it was seven people in the original poisonings that prompted this them removing t- Tylenol or like Tylenol products off the shelves completely and like prompted the crisis communication blah 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 but there were subsequent deaths and copycat crimes too alleged yes, copycat crimes there so, were yep and yeah it says uh just because I didn't think so. Because, yeah, I think it said in, in the research that, like, no one was ever convicted. No suspect was ever charged or convicted of the poisonings. Mm-hmm. So this person could still be alive. This was not that long ago. Yeah. It's insane. This. this is, that's nuts. Yeah. It's wild. I just, I don't know. It, I think it, I think I read that it was, like, the, one of the first acts of like what they what they deemed is like domestic terrorism on mm-hmm. u.s soil um so 10 bucks says it was a white dude oh for sure it was a white dude yeah definitely absolutely yeah. i would yes yep <laughs> absolutely a white dude um, <laughs> i do like i'm not even sorry uh nope. i do like in the in the research here uh quoting like the three key learning points are also uh pretty interesting so like firstly and i'm just going to read it so it's a quote or whatever but firstly that your corporate story not your marketing slogan or business tagline should hold true in the good times and the bad so Mm -hmm. although johnson and johnson had not communicated this previously its credo was perfect for aligning communication and business behavior so even though they weren't like advocating this corporate story um 
they were already living by it. So that right. came through in a crisis. Uh, secondly, always consider crisis from the outside in and communicate messages which reflect the interests and concern of your audience. Duh, that's my dog whining in the background. So in priority order, these are people, environment, property, and then the money. And then the money. Correct. So this is why Johnson and Johnson, they did this. And this was like the cornerstone absolutely of their recovery. Because the, the first thing they were like, we got to protect people. Worry about the environment, what the heck's going on, property later, and then finance. Right, Toby? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Toby says yes. And thirdly, they follow the CAP process. And uh, I'm not PR, so if it's CAP, I'm assuming it's CAP because it's an acronym. Um mm-hmm. So PR people would probably know this, but it's express concern is C, take action is A. Wow. He's and excited offer, about the cat process. He's so pumped about the cat process. His offers perspective. So act fast, be transparent with the media, uh, especially in today's social media dominated world. Um, so fun, yeah. fun facts about crisis communication. And when in doubt, if you're not equipped for this, oh my God, hire professionals and don't try to handle Please. it yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like, you know, Rudy Giuliani's wedding off his hair. Just hire someone else to do it. I muted my mic for the dog barking, but I wanted to come back and laugh at that because, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. And like, God, don't hire Rudy Giuliani. This is not, this is not like if you're, if you're a conservative Republican side of things, it doesn't matter. Rudy Giuliani is awful. He's awful. He's the worst pick for a lawyer. I wouldn't want him representing me in a fucking ticket. Okay. He's bad. He's bad. He needs to just retire and go four seasons landscaping or something. Yeah. Just so bad. So yeah. My first, my first thought was when we were talking about like crisis communication was thinking of White House administration fails. There, there are, have been other administrations oh, have been that have failed so miserably as well. But like yeah. the one that comes to mind are like constantly like, oh yeah, not being transparent with the media, not acting quickly. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. this is. I feel like PR students, and if you're a PR person, let us know. Um, I only took one PR class, and that was like 18 years ago, so I don't remember. Um, I feel like this is what they teach you in like PR 101. I feel like I still have, what I, have a, I think I still have a PR book. I think I still have a PR oh, book. That would I have be a PR funny. book. Oh my God. I think I do. Wait, did I we should just do a it? whole series about like PR 101 by the Trump administration? I would so laugh. These are all Spanish books. Hold on. We can edit this out, but I f- this book somewhere. <laughs> I just want, I'm going to laugh if I have it. I swear I have it. Ah! This was the class. This was the class. And this was the book. (laughs) And the only reason I still have this becoming a public relations writer book. By the way, my professor in that class was awesome. Hey, Dr. H, if you're listening to this, she's the best. Uh, I still kept this book because... They wouldn't give me any money for it, so I couldn't return it. <laughs> that is the most you thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a You're scam. like, I'm never going to touch this book again, but I'm not giving well, this to you. I didn't think that. No, I couldn't. Like, you know how you buy books and return them to get some money back at the end of semester? Yeah. They stopped using yeah. the book the next year, so you couldn't get any money for it. I'm like, well, I'll just yeah. keep it. Because I, yeah. I might look. I might use it. I haven't used it. Of course. I, it. I, I took this class in like 2005. Mm-hmm. I used it. Look, there's highlights in here. Yeah. 
Anyway, I just thought that was fun. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so anyway, after those tangents, um, yeah. that's it. That's basically it. This is a this is a quick little little trivia episode, and, and my favorite topic of murder so that's the only way kelly knows how to get my attention anymore so she just throws trivia episodes my way and tells me to sprinkle some murder in it i don't tell you to sprinkle the murder in it but ones that have tragedy involved seem to pique your interest so go at it but we had great takeaways today like yeah we did have have a crisis communication plan in place Hire at least this. yeah or or at the very least if there's crisis we've even seen that locally too with some crises of it crises crisis crises that have happened crises. too locally scandal uh mm-hmm. and that clients have tried to handle it themselves locally and it's just it ha- oh it doesn't work it doesn't work mm-hmm. when in doubt no. source it out okay hire yep. a professional yep well, there are so many of them here Yep, we know some Here people you. if you need we, if you need some, some if you need them, yeah. <laughs> so give us a call. Uh, so anyway, that's it. That's all. We leave you with that. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Buzzwords. Have any questions or suggestions on topics you'd like us to cover? Email us at info at buzzwords.com. That's info at B-U-Z-Z-D-Words.com. You can also find us on all major social media platforms as Buzzwords. If you'd like to support the show, visit our Patreon account. Link available on buzzwords.com. Every little bit helps. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.